Hi everybody, this is Brian Pinter from Christ Church. Welcome to the third installment of our Lenten podcast. We continue with our theme, Sitting in the Ashes with Cinderella. I want to begin this week with the words of Jesus. Jesus says, Blessed are those who weep. Blessed are those who weep. This week, I'd like to explore what our grief work does. What is happening in our soul when we, we decide to enter into this, this process, when we enter into grieving. You see, I, I believe that a, a leap of faith that we take in the spiritual life, when, when we become intentional about the spiritual path, we have to, to believe that God is doing something secretly in our hearts, whether when we sit down for a centering prayer or uh, when we're, we're doing something like what we're talking about in, this, in these podcasts, the grief work, God is doing something. Even if we're not immediately aware of it, something is happening. God works, is working secretly in our hearts, and it, it might not even be any of our business what God is doing, but we trust that when we show up, when we say yes, when we intentionally uh, focus, when we sit down, or whatever we do to, to, to do this work, to do this prayer, that God is doing something there. The tears of grief, and that's the symbol I want to use this week from our Cinderella story. The tears of grief are watering something in our soul, and that is allowing something to sprout. Something grows from that. And what's sprouting is a transformed heart. What's sprouting is the the transformed pain that we're sitting in into something that's life-giving and not death-dealing. One of the the most uh, powerful symbols for me in Christianity is Jesus after the resurrection. He stands there with his hands up and he still has the wounds. You can see the wounds, but now the wounds have been transformed into life-giving wounds. And they're not death-dealing anymore, but they're life-giving. And God is doing that within us too when we do our grief work. Let's pick up with the text of our Cinderella story. It goes like this. One day it happened that the father was going to the fair and he asked his two stepdaughters what he should bring back for them. Beautiful dresses, said the one. Pearls and jewels, said the other. And you, Cinderella, he said, what do you want? Father, break off for me the first twig that brushes against your hat on your way home. So he bought beautiful dresses, pearls, and jewels for his two stepdaughters. On his way home, as he was riding through a green thicket, a hazel twig brushed against him and knocked off his hat. Then he broke off the twig and took it with him. Arriving home, he gave his stepdaughters the things that they had asked for, and he gave Cinderella the twig from the hazel bush. Cinderella thanked him, went to her mother's grave, and planted the branch on it. She wept so much that her tears fell upon it and watered it. It grew and became a beautiful tree. 
Cinderella went to this tree three times every day, and beneath it she wept and prayed. A white bird came to the tree every time, and whenever she expressed a wish, the bird would throw down to her what she had wished for. I'd like to focus on the symbolism of Cinderella's tears watering the soil and a beautiful tree growing from that. You see, when we intentionally enter our woundedness and face the pain that we're carrying, we acknowledge our limitations, we, we acknowledge our powerlessness. It's a way of saying we, we can't pretend that everything is okay because it's not okay. It's not okay. So we allow ourselves to become vulnerable. And when we go into that place of the woundedness, when we become vulnerable and, and enter there, we can't help but connect with the larger pain and woundedness of the world. We see and feel the pain of the whole world when we grieve. There's a, there's a solidarity that we enter into there. And that in itself changes us because it, it, it opens our heart. Pope Francis had a great observation about this. He said, Certain realities of life are only seen with eyes cleansed by tears. Now, let me say that again. Certain realities of life are only seen with eyes cleansed by tears. And what I think he means by that is that, that tears water the seeds of empathy. We're able to connect with the pain other people feel. We're in solidarity with them. And when we do that, we grow in patience, compassion, and mercy for other people, but also for ourselves. You see, I think that, that among the spiritual tasks that we have to, to tend to in our lives, we, we have to do work of forgiveness. We have to be able to forgive other people for the way that they've hurt us, but we also have to be able to forgive ourselves for uh, the way, the things that we have done, um, the disappointments that we have, where we recognize our own shortcomings. Uh, where we feel we, we, have, we have let ourselves down, we're, we're angry with ourselves. We have to be able to forgive ourselves for our own failings. I find sometimes people can, their, their worst judgments are reserved for themselves. But I think doing grief work opens up a, a, a deeper place of empathy in the heart. And it helps us to grow in compassion for ourselves. The beautiful tree, if I could play on that symbolism, the beautiful tree that sprouts from this soil watered by the tears is a transformed heart, a heart that is, is, is embracive and forgiving and better at giving and receiving love. I, I think we recognize this in people uh, when we see truly holy people, and oftentimes they're truly holy old people. They're, they're true elder sages. I think of people like um, uh, Mother Teresa and Pope John the Twenty Third. They were these truly holy people who had these really these great embrace of hearts, and there was just a sense of, of love 
and mercy and compassion for the world that, that radiated from them. Those people have the heart of Jesus. Uh, that, and that's what we're all called to. That, that's that's the, one of the calls of discipleship, um, is to grow into the heart of Jesus. Paul talks about this in Galatians where he says, and I'm paraphrasing, he says, it's no longer I but Christ who lives in me. Meaning that he now has the heart of Jesus. And the heart of Jesus is one that is, is compassionate and merciful and loving. We look at where Jesus weeps in Scripture. Jesus weeps over Jerusalem. Jesus weeps at the death of his friend Lazarus. And there are many instances where someone comes to Jesus for help. They're looking for healing. And when Jesus sees them, the text says he was moved with pity deep in his stomach, in the pit of his stomach. Actually, literally, in the Greek, it says he could feel it in his bowels. Uh, the ancient people thought that that was sort of the seat of compassion. It's somewhere deep in your, in your belly that you feel compassion and, and mercy and pity for people. So that beautiful tree that grows from that is the heart of Jesus. Just as a, as a, as a note here, something that I have found helpful in my own spiritual journey is a little prayer, and and we can you can say this prayer anytime, but it's I think it's especially it's especially relevant to our grief work that we're reflecting on during the season of Lent. You say this prayer, Jesus, make me feel the way you feel. Jesus, make me feel the way you feel. And when Jesus answers your prayer, I think you're going to be you're going to be really surprised. So when we grieve, we turn the pain over to God to be transformed. We acknowledge that we're hurting, that we're powerless, that we've come to the edge of our own resources, and we say, God, I need your help with this, and we put it in God's hands. And God transforms it and sends that energy back to us, and it comes to us as as empathy, compassion, wisdom, forgiveness, mercy and love and and those mellowed hearts are what we send out to the world and as i said we know people who have those kinds of hearts we know them when when we meet them now something else i think that's worth saying grieving doesn't lead to amnesia it doesn't mean that we forget the pain but what we're, what we're not doing is sending the pain back into the world as, as poison. We're not transmitting all of our unresolved stuff to other people. And I think we, we talked about that last week. One of the dangers is that pain that's not transformed will be transmitted. A great symbol of, of transforming pain is Jesus on the cross. He's, he doesn't retransmit all that hatred, anger, and scapegoating but he, he receives it and he sends it back to the world as love and forgiveness. Weeping, grieving, tears, that slowly transforms our heart into the heart of Jesus. This is an essential part of the journey toward living from the Christ consciousness. That's what Paul was talking about. So I leave you with this thought. As we do our grief work, 
we remember that God is also working quietly, secretly in our souls, healing and transforming our wounds. I invite you to spend some time this week simply saying yes to God's presence and action within you. And with that, we go into meditation. <laughs> 